Welcome to the next edition of the Frimer File. This is the third edition of Being the Son of Survivors. This is part three. Along with the emotional parts, I am also a believer that all politics is psychosocial. What you experience determines how you see the world and how you respond to it. First, even though raised a Jew, I am an atheist, feeling as if there is a God, how could that entity allow the Holocaust to happen? And in the Kabbalah, there's a creature that is supposed to emerge during such times, the Golem, who is supposed to protect Jews from such horror. Oddly enough, during the late 1990s, DC Comics, Superman Comics, Superman goes behind enemy lines during World War II to squash the Nazis and is seen as the Golem. And this might be a good time to show up, guys. Maybe the mysticism was transmitted through Jerry Siegel and Joe Schuster, Orthodox who grew up in Orthodox Jewish families in Cleveland. My main point, and something that has always disturbed me, was how was the Holocaust allowed to have happened? How could so many people in Europe just stand by and allow it to happen? In the book, The Conquerors, by Michael Beschloss, there's a conversation between the Secretary of Treasury, Morgenthau, the first Jew in the U.S. cabinet, asked FDR about bombing the supply lines to the camps. FDR said that he couldn't, that he couldn't make it the Jewish war. There was a lack of intervention worldwide by Pope Pius XII, who was an enabler known as Hitler's Pope, written by the book by that name. There were even conflicts by Jews in America, most not believing what was going on. This was noted in two ways. The last night of Ballyhoo by Alfred Urey, who wrote Driving Miss Daisy, and Arthur Miller's book Broken Glass, where the protagonist was thought to be crazy, even though she was the only one who measured correctly the extent of the horrors. My horror, and it still haunts me, why didn't more people do anything? I actually visited Dachau the summer I turned 20, and I saw the bunkers, and I saw the crematoriums. It was the most defining silence, most deafening silence I ever heard. No one said a word. How did people ignore this? How could you not smell it or taste it? Why did so many people let this happen? My legacy is that I can stand by and watch. I have to get involved, and I always have. My father, who planted the seeds of my political, uh, planted the seeds of my trauma, also planted the seeds of my political involvement as well. In 1960, he took me to see Harry Truman campaign for John Kennedy in Borough Park, in the Borough Park section of Brooklyn. He put me on his shoulders because he wanted me to make the point of me seeing Truman, who had lifted the quotas on Eastern European Jews coming into the United States basically allowing my now-sponsored parents to immigrate. I remember the lights on Truman shaking his fingers as most political speeches. I couldn't hear him, but I remember the vision of that. What I remember most was my father looking at me and saying, because of him, I'm here. Because of him, you are here. It was probably the most coherent thing my father ever said to me. All the trauma all the goodness, all the fear in him, the hypervigilance that he passed on to me, and this, some combination. My political activity included campaigns, anti-Vietnam rallies, events in Washington Square Park, 
working for Senator Moynihan, Eugene McCarthy, John Lindsay, doing the SCUT works, organizational works, Hebrew Immigration Aid Society, anti-defamation leagues, and veterans groups. I saw somebody in the sitting, sitting in the street. I always stop by and give something. Sometimes I'll talk to that person. That person could be any of us. That person could be me. The Holocaust didn't start with a wave. It started with drops of indifference that became a little wave of horror, some of which landed on my families and so many other families, and subsequently their sons and daughters, and maybe falling into Ukraine right now. What infuriates me the most, and sometimes that I cannot let slide, is when I hear and see any anyone in any venues trivialize the Holocaust or make a flippant expression of Nazis and compares it to something else, I have to respond in the following way. I make an offer to pay for a trip to Dachau or Auschwitz to see the camps and the events. If they are that lazy, I invite them to go to the Holocaust Museum in D.C. I throw in an invitation to meet my mom to tell the story. Unfortunately, mom died of Alzheimer's. But there are others still left. And if they do and stay home and can't feel anything, then we know it's kind of sociopathic. There are some good people out there. The Joe Rogans of the world can't be ignored. The people who talk and make Hitler jokes, then they say their best friends are Jewish or talk about their Jewish accountants can't be ignored. They're just as bad. In the Talmud, there is a term, tikkun olam, that we are responsible for each other. Not that we can fix everything, but that we are responsible for one another. While I'm not a believer in God, I believe this as strongly as I believe anything. If there is anything that came out of what my parents experienced and passed along to me and still is, then maybe it has some value. It is happening. And it is happening again. So my question is, what will you do about it?